Now, welcome to the CatTunes podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Crowley. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome you listening today is episode 55 of the Cattoons podcast and I'm going to be talking about the final track from the Overcome album I can't believe we got here and the track is called Save Tomorrow for Tomorrow amazingly or not really amazingly the Overcome album ends on a rather bright note so this last track is kind of positive you know compared to everything that preceded it especially compared to the previous two tracks, which were heavy and brutal and um, lots of screaming and the music was heavy and um, the subject matter of those songs was pretty dark. So all of a sudden here, in the very, very end, there is a song called Save Tomorrow for Tomorrow. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna read the lyrics, of which there is not a lot really. And um, as for the backstory for this song, the song itself is a branch out from um, an earlier track called Ero Torture. Actually, Save Tomorrow for Tomorrow and Ero Torture were kind of conceived as twin tracks. The main theme from Save Tomorrow for Tomorrow, the entire song basically, is uh, sort of like an extraction, an extract or an extraction, whatever you call that. An extract of a theme that was present throughout the entire album. So it's nothing new. It's not an absolutely new, uh, musically speaking, it's not an absolutely new verse and a new hook or something like that. No. You've heard this theme before. If you've listened to the entire album, you've heard it. It appeared before. The hook theme. That's what I'm talking about. So it's rather like a cumulative thing in the very end of the album that, you know, an amalgamation, you could say. This same theme that is present here in the hook of Save Tomorrow for Tomorrow, it appears earlier on Hero Torture, it appears also on um, a few wilder tracks somewhere in the midst of the album, uh, and it sounds sort of I don't know what's the correct word. Uh, kind of Middle Eastern, but it's not really mi Middle Eastern. Uh, and that's something that I wanted to indicate, by the way, that um, many times throughout my music, not only this album, but other albums as well, like Seraphic Tears, for example, or When Pink Heroes Fail, which is an old album from 2007, and others, 
you can hear something that resembles Arabic kind of singing or you know, melismatic singing. That's a fancy word to uh, name it properly. Melismatic singing or something that resembles Middle Eastern uh, themed music. What it is in reality is that I grew up having friends uh, from various cultures uh, and when I went to school I had Jewish friends, I had Georgian friends, I had Armenian friends, uh, not really Azerbaijani, I didn't have, didn't have any Azerbaijani friends, but I had Armenian friends and uh, in the music school I had Armenian friends too. Um, and I took interest in Armenian culture early on. Mind you, Armenians are Christians, they're not, um, they're not Muslims. So I guess what happened, and uh, it happened way before I've discovered a band called System of a Down, which you probably are familiar with, is that I've absorbed probably some, some of that, I don't know what's the word for it, the correct word for it, um, some of that melodic flavor, some of that melodic scent. I've absorbed it into my music and I was absorbing it at the same time when I was uh, absorbing plenty of, plenty of classical music, such as Chopin or Rachmaninoff, Tchaikovsky, Grieg, and others. So this Armenian element sort of, you know, came to stay in my music. That's where it comes from. So when you hear me singing something in a melismatic kind of fashion, it sounds like it's from the Middle East. It's most probably the Armenian influence. Because I've listened to uh, Armenian music when I was growing up. And uh, it fascinated me, quite frankly. I liked it. And I found it somewhat... I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. But it had a tremendous impact on me. So on this album, on the Overcome album, you can hear it in um, a variety of tracks. It's actually all over the place. And I've had people who would tell me, well, that's the influence of Korn or System of a Down, and I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. You can see that way I've discovered the band Korn and System of a Down a lot later in life. Uh, in the 2000s, I think, uh, to be more specific, I don't remember about System of a Down. Was it like late 90s or probably early 2000s um, as I was growing up but prior to System of a Down I was exposed to plenty of uh, Armenian folk music and uh, stuff like the Armenian Duduk for example so uh, and I always wanted to have a Duduk and I always wanted to uh, learn to play this beautiful instrument and I didn't use it on this album I didn't have one I didn't you know I didn't have access to one and I didn't um, well, long story, long story. Bottom line is, is that I didn't get to own a Duduk all the way until 2019, 2020, as far as I remember. 2020, was it? 2021, I think I bought, yeah, it was 2021. I bought a Duduk online and it shipped to me all the way from Armenia, from Yerevan, the capital uh, of Armenia. I don't know why is it so important to me, I don't know why did this happen, it just, you know, things happen in life. 
and sometimes you get influenced by uh, various things. And uh, I think it's wonderful because uh, I consider myself for the most part a uh, Western bred um, individual culturally but this influence of something very different something that is not Western at all I think that's that's peculiar so anyways getting back to the song save tomorrow for tomorrow um, had the verse music music for the verses it had those ideas written way back it was like 20 2007 probably and as for the hook that theme was already there and it was it was conceived that way that i will have this uh melody appear earlier on the album and then i wanted to have it in the very end and i didn't know what is it going to be called uh, back in 2006. I didn't know what was going to be the title for the last song on the album, but I knew that I wanted to finish Overcome on a bright note. I knew that whatever stories I tell uh, in the album and whatever dark themes would I explore, in the very end it should end well. Or so I hoped. So back in 2006-2007 I sort of sketched out um, this track I wanted it to be relatively simple, just, you know, a verse, a hook, verse, hook, this kind of stuff, without any prog kind of deviations, without any of that. Just something very simple, not heavy, very airy, very atmospheric. And um, I sketched out that music, and then, as far as I remember, back in 2007, I've written the lyrics. And um, the lyrics that I've written back in 2007, I was wishing for things to happen in my life. It didn't yet happen. I didn't have an opportunity to taste the things that I wanted to happen. Because the way I was looking at this is, I was thinking, well, by the time I finish writing Overcome, my life probably will become better, and hopefully I will find the man that I want to be with. Hopefully I will be in that kind of paradise. That's how I saw it when I started working on Overcome, because I thought that, you know, the journey is going to be a lot shorter. Apparently it didn't happen that way, it wasn't meant to happen that way, I guess. Uh, and so I ended up finalizing the Overcome album back in 2019. And um, when I was finishing this album, when I was doing the final touches, the final mixing and uh, filling in the missing lyrics and all of that kind of stuff, I was thinking kind of with a heavy heart that I still did not reach my destination, that everything that I have said on the Overcome album, everything that I have described, and the final conclusions that I came to still did, still did not happen. So it was kind of like a, a bittersweet thing to finish this album. On one hand I was happy that, I've, that I'm done with it, that finally it's written. On the other hand, I was thinking, well, Save Tomorrow for Tomorrow is a message of hope, but it is not a statement of actual reality. So, with that being said, let me read some lyrics. So, the first verse goes like this, and once again, I want to premise this by saying I'm sorry for my crooked English from back from 2006-2007 when I was writing, writing this. 
um, I will sort of correct it as I read. So the first verse goes like this. There's no time but the present, right here, right now. I want you caress me. I want you to caress me. And see your eyes hungry glow. And see the glow in your hungry eyes. I'll drink your sorrow straight away from your heart. I want you be happy. I want you to be happy. I want you be fixed and hot. Translating to normal English. So, there's no time but the present right here, right now. I want you to caress me. And I want to see the hungry glow in your eyes. I want to drink your sorrow straight away from your heart, straight out of your heart. Meaning that I want to rid you of your sorrow, of your loneliness, of your pain. I want you to be happy. I want you to be fixed and hot, what I meant here, back in the day. I could have used a better word. I could have used cured, rather, or healed, because that's what I meant. I want you to be healed and hot, meaning instead, as opposed to being cold and dead, being hot, being warm, being alive and healed. Then there is the hook that goes like this. Let the sun spin around the earth and then return. We're together. Now he's gone, meaning the sun. So we're in the night alone. All the way till dawn. We're safe at here, in here. Let the time run and make things clear. We'll be clever. Let us forget when comes tomorrow's sun. And when he shows the morning's begun. So... I'm referring to the sun here, uh, not as it, the sun, but as he, the sun, because the sun is the he, and the moon is she, apparently. So it's deliberate, it's not a mistake. Let the sun spin around the earth and then return, we're together, now he's gone, meaning the sun is gone, he's gone. So when we're in the night alone, all the way till dawn, we're safe in here. Let the time run and make things clear. We'll be clever, let us forget when comes tomorrow's sun and when he shows the morning's begun. So it's kind of like the hook is about a rather pleasant way of stopping time or extending that time or finding, to be more precise, finding an entire universe between uh, the dusk and the dawn together slowing down, the, slowing down that time and finding that universe within ourselves with my man that's what the hook is about then there is a second verse it goes precious life your tides are too quick to hold they still drive us higher now I know my past was cold. Never thought I was so blind to the world. Now everything differs. I'm fresh and I feel secure. So this verse uh, is about awakening to what life is really like. How precious it is, precious life. Your tides are too quick to hold and how fleeting life is and how you can't uh, you can't hold a single bit of it at all and it just 
flows through your fingers. You can't hold on to anything at all. And these tides of life, they drive you higher and higher, and at the same time, you, as you look back, you realize how cold and bleak was your past. When you find something, when you find love, when you find something that keeps you warm, that keeps you ablaze within, that keeps your heart pumping, that's when you look back and you realize how cold and bleak life was. Never thought I was so blind to the world. Now everything differs. I'm fresh and I feel secure. So this is about the idea that love, for me as a woman, being with a man and being in love with my man and being one with my man, that has tremendous revitalizing properties, roughly speaking. So that is the source of rebirth it is the source of uh, source of growth. It's the source of life, source of energy, source of everything through love. And ultimately, apparently, it also uh, brings with it uh, the sense of security. And then there is again the hook that says, let the sun spin around the earth and then return. We're together. Now he's gone, so we're in the night alone. All the way till dawn. We're safe in here. Let the time run and make things clear. We'll be clever. Let us forget when, come, when comes tomorrow's sun and when he shows the morning's begun. And that's the entire song. There are just two verses and two hooks. And the hook is exactly the same, it just repeats itself, basically. So, you get the drift of it. What is this song about? Ultimately, it is about finding that man, being with that man, finding that love, finding that energy, finding that peace and life together. About healing the man, about draining his heart drinking the very sorrow, the very pain out of his heart and ridding him of it and healing him. That's what this song is about. So the Overcome album concludes with this message. While the album itself, to a large extent, had to deal, had to do uh, with sometimes, sometimes and to a large extent with things like the past, inner darkness, uh, temptations, pain, shadows of the past, ghosts of the past, demons, and then also, on the other hand, outer forces like outer darkness, someone else's darkness, someone else's being abused by someone, the hurt and the pain and the suffering inflicted by others, and fighting against that fighting within against the darkness within and also fighting against external enemies for the most part overcome was revolving around this all the time and that's why it's called overcome because you have those barriers you have that darkness within yourself and outside and as you fight through that darkness as you learn to tame some of that darkness to serve you. That's how you get to the brighter side of things. 
That's the message of the Overcome album. And of course, throughout the album there is plenty of romantic elements, and of course there is also the theme of rejection, the theme of wanting to love and wanting to be loved, wanting to find that man and then being hurt by some men, being rejected, learning things, realizing things, growing through those struggles. And then in the end, the conclusion to the entire album is right here in Save Tomorrow for Tomorrow. And this is like the holy grail of the entire album. That's what this song is basically about. With that being said, let's move on to the music analysis, shall we? Here we go with the music analysis. So first off, let's listen to the original a little bit, and then I will comment on the chord progression and that kind of stuff. So let's listen. So in the beginning we have a um, very airy string intro. So we're starting out with, uh, we're in F sharp minor essentially, but there is a lot of strange stuff going on there. So we're starting with the fourth, which is B minor, and this is a B minor 7-9. Then we're going into a G major plus 7. Minus seven, C major plus seven, back to B minor, uh, minus seven, nine, and there is an E minor, a passing E minor, uh, minus seven, nine, B flat major plus seven. F sharp minor minus seven, D major plus seven nine, F major plus seven.
And then it goes into a slightly different uh, chord chain, which is being used on the hook. And that's when the melody of the hook is being introduced. It starts again with the same B minor, minus 7, 9. Plus seven, plus seven nine, half sharp minor minus seven, that's a C major plus seven nine, that to B minor minus seven nine, then Listen to the verse and see what's going on there.
on this stretch, which is the verse and uh, kind of like a bridge, which, by the way, you heard before on the album it was appearing before this melody. Here's what's going on. to that bridge melody. three chords. There's an F sharp minor. going into the hook, which we have already dissected, but let's listen to it anyways. 
minor. F major plus seven, that's half sharp minor. And that's where the song ends. It builds up, builds up, and then it just stops. And that's where we're going to be wrapping up the uh, music analysis for this track. So let's move on to the next section, shall we? So as you can see, Save Tomorrow for Tomorrow is a rather eerie track, but it is kind of mysterious at the same time, and um, there is a lot of stuff going on there harmonically and melodically. It's very peculiar. It's very weird, may I be so bold to suggest. I think it is kind of weird because it is totally unconventional, and it's a very unique melody with a whole lot of twists. Um, 
this melody like nothing else out there. It wasn't inspired by anything particular. It is like a cumulative... Like a cumulative amalgamation of everything. This melody and this chord progression too. I remember I've spent quite a while trying to figure out... Trying to hear what I heard within myself and... Uh, trying to get it together because I had some... I had some ideas that I wanted to bring together. I had some interesting uh, harmonic moves that I wanted to uh, bring together and I wanted to try out some of that and I ultimately wanted to have a melody that would operate in sevens and nines and that's what this melody does all the time. It hovers over the sevens and nines of the chords, of the respective chords, as they change and that's what makes this melody so different. It's not tied to the first, to the root, uh, to the third and fifth. Not so much, really. It rather fluctuates all over the place and avoids uncomfortable, um, uncomfortable notes. In the scale, it sort of emits a lot of things, and it's all over the place. It it has a very broad uh, range, and um, ultimately because it goes. Uh, because it mostly uses 7s and 9s and sometimes 13s uh, in the respective chords, that's what actually makes it so airy and floating. So, with that being said, Save Tomorrow for Tomorrow is the last track on the Overcome album. Uh, I still do not know which album will I continue with uh, next time. I think what I most probably will do is uh, I will set up a uh, poll on my YouTube channel. I'll make a post about this and I'll probably also set up a poll on my Telegram channel. And uh, I don't really know if I'll set up a poll here because uh, I don't see a lot of engagement um, through Anchor and uh, I do not actually count on engagement on Spotify. So I think I'll focus my efforts mostly on my YouTube channel and make a post there, make a poll and um, depending on what the votes are gonna be like that will determine what is gonna be the next album that I'm gonna be analyzing. There is quite a few. There's Killed Alive, there is uh, Seraphic Tears. As far as I remember I did not analyze that one. Overcome was a huge album. I've already done I Tell You What uh, and what was the other one I don't remember uh, before Overcome. And then there was Overcome. And Overcome basically took like half a year to cover, given that I am making one single episode per week. Um, ultimately, that poll will determine uh, what is going to be the next album for me to analyze. With that being said, this is where I'm going to be wrapping up this uh, podcast episode. If you have any questions, if you want to leave me some lengthy comments or something like that, you can always reach out to me at ladycatherinecorelli at gmail.com. The link, all links actually, are going to be right there in the description uh, to this episode. Uh, if you still do, did not hear any of my music at all, um, I would, of course, urge you to check out Catherine Crowley, Catherine with a C, Crowley with a C, on any major streaming platform. And again, you can find the link to my music down here in the description. Also, too, if you want to check me out on YouTube, uh, look up Catherine Crowley on YouTube and you will find my channel where I have both my music 
and I do have some other videos. I have my cat talk series where I'm talking about all things that are not really related to music. Uh, I told I talk about a broad variety of topics, and then I also have cat vibes, um, a playlist of very casual footage, and it might be just anything. It might be me digging in the backyard. It might be me making something out of clay, it might be me making some soap boxes, or just driving down the beautiful state of Kentucky where I live. Uh, it's a beautiful state, there is a lot to see here. Um, speaking of soap and lotions, I do have a separate business called Southern Caracol, and if you want to um, contemplate perhaps some skin products that might be actually better for you, something that is healthier, something that is all-natural, handcrafted, made here in the United States in the great state of Kentucky and Tennessee, you might want to check out my website southerncaracol.com. Unlike the commercially manufactured soaps and shampoos and that kind of stuff, our products do not contain any harmful chemicals. Uh, our products focus on uh, all-natural ingredients and it's basically a revolutionary way to go about the health of your skin. People don't realize how uh, how many harmful chemicals uh, big box store products like shampoos and soaps and that kind of stuff contains and they continue harming themselves. So I would encourage you to check out southerncaracol.com and see if you can get something for yourself. We got lotions, we got shampoo bars, we got soap bars, we got soap scrub bars and other products. Please check it out. With that being said, thank you very much for spending your time with me. I love you, and you will hear me on the next episode.